0: Louisville, Kentucky.
1: Hey guys!
0: I can't, you know. This is the part of the show where I look for merch. Yeah, raise your. There we go. All right, good, good, very good to see it. All right, we're working on it, Guy, with the criticism of our retail policies. We're trying to fix it, all right? Stay tuned, okay? Very soon. (laughs) Yo, you tweeted at me. Oh, you're the one. Uh, Thank you guys for coming out. Um, How many of you are here because you listened to Love It or Leave It? How many of you are here because a tribe called Quest was delayed? Okay, well, hang in there, guys. (laughs) All right, let's bring out our awesome panel. First of all, by the way, it is great to be at Outside Lance. This is so cool. Uh, we have a fantastic panel. She is an actress and comedian in the upcoming film, Battle of the Sexes. Please welcome Natalie Morales. He is the co host of Pod Save America and former senior advisor to President Obama, Dan Pfeiffer. He is a comedian, author of Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg, and host of a new special, The Crowdwork Tour, which is hilarious,
2: Todd Barry. Hey, everybody.
3: Hello. Hi, Todd.
2: Hey, how are you? I didn't know you were famous. This
0: is cool. No, it's pretty awesome. Um, But podcast famous, uh, which is not famous. It's a very respectable size crowd, though.
3: (laughs) I can't see anyone.
4: No, There may be no one here. We don't know. Yeah,
3: I hear them. It's a- <laughs> oh, that's
4: good. I don't want to brush your bubble. It's a laugh track. Oh,
3: shit.
0: Uh, now, before we begin, uh, Dan Pfeiffer, two things I wanted to comment on with you specifically. One, you have on your shirt something that says, Popovich Care 2020.
4: Um, who are those people? <laughs> you may be the only one who doesn't know that. Okay. The, so far today, I've explained to Lovett who Popovich is who Kerr is, and who Tribe Called Quest is.
0: No, 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 no.
4: (laughs) That one was joking. So, short version Uh is, it says a lot about the state of the Democratic Party that I've gotten a lot of comments on a shirt that includes two NBA coaches as presidential candidates. Oh, they're NBA coaches? Yes, one of them's from here. Oh, cool, cool, cool.
0: And second, Dan, we were talking about this before. So, you were senior advisor, communication director at the White House. You served for six years, which is roughly 2,000 days, which is 200 Scaramucci's. <laughs> you served in the White House 200 times as long as he did. That's cool. You feel good about that? I feel great about it. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. What a week. Yeah, um, so obviously we've all been pretty riveted by this uh, North Korea season on the Trump show. So here's where we are. On Tuesday, Trump spoke out against uh, Kim Jong-un, and he said he has been very threatening beyond a normal state, and as I said, they will be met with fire and fury, and frankly, power the likes of which the world has never seen before, because Donald Trump makes most of his statements based off of mediocre Game of Thrones spec scripts. (laughs) This morning he tweeted, military solutions are now fully in place, locked and loaded. Should North Korea act unwisely, hopefully Kim Jong-un will find another path. So obviously that's pretty frightening. Natalie? No,
3: I'm, yes. It's frightening. I just, uh, yeah, and then he said, uh, in in a press conference, they asked him about it today, I think, and he said, oh, what I said wasn't tough enough. It could be tougher. I was like, I, I, I tweeted this. I'm gonna repeat it because I thought it was good. I'm
4: sorry. None um, of these people are on Twitter. Okay.
3: <laughs> that like then it came out after he said that first thing that it, the White House was like, oh, he improvised that, and I was like, I always feel like I'm gonna die when I watch improv, but like <laughs> that specifically is. Uh, like an actual threat to my life, <laughs> because what the fuck are you doing?
0: Oh my god, it's yeah. it's nuclear armed improv.
3: Yeah, and you're you're right. It is so much like Game of Thrones. Like I was like, oh my god, I heard a guy on NPR who was like a specialist in. Missiles and he was like, uh, he was like, oh, it's not. They don't have the technology for it to reach us yet. And I was like, why are we? Why is this a thing we're discussing on the radio? That's bananas.
0: So Dan, how worried are you, based on what Trump is saying? And what would you say to other people who live in, say, San Francisco, Alaska, <laughs> Guam, Los Angeles, and other places? Don't go to Guam. Don't go to
4: Guam. <laughs> Look, I. We should be worried, but not panicked. There is no actual... There, I like to believe that there are some levels of guardrails on government left that prevent Trump from doing this, but there's not, a real, there's not a real military option other than nuclear war, which I, I'm voting against, but if, if <laughs> I have this prediction wrong, no one's going to be around to tell me I was wrong. That's true. Todd, where are you at? Where am I at? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um... I am at. No, you were talking about Trump improving. He's actually. I know someone who was in a level three UCB class with him. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually. He was quite good. He
0: was very good in that class, but a bit of a
2: hog, and people said not generous, not a <laughs> yeah. generous stage presence.
0: And he always
3: repeated the same words, which yeah. was a thing.
2: But I did see a montage of him doing that phrase, of uh, the likes of which, like on MSNBC, they found like five thousand examples.
3: Yeah,
0: he definitely is relying on a shrinking number of words and phrases his vocabulary is getting smaller and it is really alarming like that thing he said to uh, the australian prime minister and by the way hey everybody on twitter who explained to me that australia doesn't have a president i don't care <laughs> i don't care at all i didn't know i i didn't know i maybe i did know and i didn't care enough to remember But anyway, the Australian Prime Minister was talking about taking these refugees and he said, these aren't good people. They're not going to go work with the local milk people. And I know that he was searching his mind for something related to dairy. But he couldn't find dairy.
3: You don't think he was like, what do regular people do? Milk.
0: Milk people.
3: That's what the normal people do. They do milk. (laughs) For work.
0: (laughs) Uh, So... One other part of this that is, I think, a reason to be not panicked but deeply concerned is the fact that this is a a war of words, but there hasn't yet been any movement of troops, any ships being put in position. This feels largely like theater so far. And I guess... I guess we'll know when it becomes a real thing when there starts to be actual military escalation.
3: But didn't that, isn't that what he tweeted today
4: that they were every, the military steps were in place like this? Sh- locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Ships yeah, set. I'm not. This may be the one Trump tweet not accurate. Oh. <laughs> well, presumably we're always. I mean, like that's the thing. We're
0: we're always locked and loaded. We're the we're we're America. We're. We're locking and loading and firing on a daily basis. The whole, the mechanism is operating. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe in that sense we are locked and loaded. I don't know what he means. And I don't think he knows what he means, Uh, which is a shame. Um, And a sham. Yeah. So, Dan, if you were still at the White House right now, and you're you're sitting at the senior staff meeting, and it's you, it's Stephen Miller, it's Kellyanne Conway... (laughs) Uh, It's Steve Bannon. I was about to say Reince Priebus, but I forgot that he was fired. (laughs) And so is President Trump. Just totally. I can't believe I just said President Trump. 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 Uh, And Kelly, you're sitting there, and they turn to you and they're like, "We need, we need you to do something to mitigate this." What What are you saying that the White House should be doing right now on North Korea, from a communications point of view? I would
4: take the president's phone, take the microphone away from him and get him to stop talking because you sort of have to separate the words coming out of Trump's mouth with the things everyone else in the government is saying. They've sort of decided, I think, that he's going to say whatever he wants and they're going to do whatever they want. And so he goes out and says, fire and fury, and he basically says, if Kim Jong-un insults him one more time, fire and fury. But... Then you, then like Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, or, or General Mattis, go out and they redefine the red line to be, if they attack Guam, then we'll do something. And so we're in this world where no one cares what the president says anymore. He just says it, and they're just like, like, oh, that's that's the crazy thing that crazy old tr- Uncle Trump said. He's like, Trump has become your drunk uncle at Thanksgiving, and it's like what he meant
0: was, here's yeah. what he meant, here's how he meant. When he said that if North Korea threatens us, what he really means is if there's actually escalation. So now in a situation, we're going to just be in this situation where the world and the U.S. government is just going to not take the president seriously. How would that affect what goes on day to day? Like what, what, Like what? I mean, the president is still in charge. I mean, is that a quiet coup? Is that that serious? I mean, where does it go to have a federal government that pretends that the president's words don't count?
4: It's a problem for, there will be a time when Trump has to say something. Like everything before this was just problems of his own making. You know, it's his communications director getting fired. It's his idiot chief of staff. It's he's tweeting the wrong things. But he is going to have to send a message to the world at some point on something serious. And no one's going to believe him. And this is the box he's put himself in is he has drawn this red line. And if he does not cross it, he may, have to, he may draw a red line again. And then when he does it, be like, oh, I didn't think you meant that, right? So it, it, he's, he had like a teeny tiny bit of credibility, and he's losing that right here in a pretty critical moment. But if the other option is nuclear Armageddon, I'll take this one. Yeah, uh, yeah it'd to, it, it would be great if clear did
0: follow through on his word on this one, right? That would That's, be bad. Todd, how do you feel about this whole North Korea thing? Do you,
2: do, does it keep you up? Do you worry about it, or do you put it out of your mind? Um, I, I kind of just live in a state of denial. Cool.
0: About this specifically, or a bunch of other stuff? How much... Is this just, are you just adding this to the roster?
2: Yeah, it's on my roster of denial. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I just, it's too... Uh, I know I'm getting... I'm, I'm used to being funny, and now I'm not going to be funny. No, you are. I'm used to being really funny. No, this is really funny. Can you show a clip from my special? <laughs> That's not how this works.
0: <laughs> you don't get to just use st- stuff you were funny in before.
2: We um, fun- it, it's terrifying, but I have this weird faith that there's not going to be a nuclear war.
0: Yeah.
3: But That's I good. have no
2: idea where that comes from.
3: Well, probably from your will to live. <laughs>
0: there you go. Well, there's this funny thing. that The, the stock market seems unable to price in total annihilation. Because how do you short not being alive and Toto, you know? Like, how do you, like, (laughs) like what's gold gonna be worth if there's nothing?
2: (laughs) My Rite Aid stock's not doing very well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what do you buy? I don't know. I don't know, Fallout, the game Fallout. Somebody was saying that yesterday on on the Twitter machine that they were glad they had 500 hours in Fallout. It's good practice. Rad scorpions, mutants, underground bunkers, fallout. Let's move on to the opioid crisis. Something a little less depressing. Uh, Donald, I'm sorry. I mean, the opioid crisis is incredibly depressing. It is not as depressing as total nuclear annihilation. I don't think that should be controversial. But so, oh, so Donald Trump this week finally, kind of almost as an aside, said that the opioid crisis is a national emergency. Although he connected that with no policy, and it seemed like there was no thought in any kind of a rollout. I think he just did it at Bedminster. Which what? Yeah, (laughs) the (laughs) the amount of time and effort that went into rolling out and describing and setting up important policies that used to go on under Democratic and Republican administrations that no longer takes place is astounding it's absolutely astounding that like what used to be a week-long plan that culminated in meeting with doctors and nurses and victims advocates that would lead to a trip to west virginia to meet with people dealing with the crisis firsthand meeting with law enforcement and hospitals and uh drug treatment centers culminating in the rollout of a policy is now donald trump lies about golfing and then announces it as it at his private country club to get the story off the fact that his campaign manager's house was raided by the fbi it's been a weird well, year. Well, the crazy
3: thing about that, not the crazy thing about that, uh, no, a crazy thing about that is that the, um, he declares the opioid epidemic to be a national emergency, right? Uh, but the healthcare plan that he wants to push forward does not cover addiction treatment or anything having to do with addiction care. Right. So...
0: Right. He declares a national emergency, but at the same time is, right, cutting Medicaid, which is a huge source of treatment for addiction. Just to go through some of the stats, which I thought were pretty incredible, and I didn't know this, that drug overdoses have become the leading cause of death for Americans under 50. Overdoses now kill more people than car crashes, gun violence, and HIV AIDS during the epidemic's peak. According to the CDC, more than 60% of drug overdoses are caused by opioids. 91 Americans die every day from an opioid overdose. Uh, So... This is one of the biggest national health emergencies that we have. So, I guess, Dan, I'd start with you. You know, this is something... So, the Obama administration puts mental health and drug treatment, makes it part of the Affordable Care Act. If the Obama administration had continued another two years, right, this would have been at the forefront of the conversation, right? We've seen an incredible spike even in the past few years. Donald Trump says it's an emergency. He's actually talked about it on the campaign trail. He talked about it to the president of Mexico. (laughs) That's when he called... I think he called New Hampshire a... Does that, a, a drug drug-rattled, does, does, drug, drug, drug infested den thank you thank you to my friends of the pod keeping up on the news <laughs> just, yeah, you're not the you just wave like you were the one <laughs> it's good to see you all uh, what do you think that like, the Obama administration would be doing differently right now, like, what are the tools that they have as administration to actually mean what they say when they call it an emergency
4: I mean, one of the things we learned in the Trump care debacle is there's real bipartisan support for dealing with this, whether it's Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia or Rob Portman and Sherrod Brown, Democrat from Ohio. And so what I imagine what we would be doing is actually it's and this is one of the few issues where you could get Republicans and Democrats together and so we would be i imagine working with congress to get more funding to fund some of these treatments to make it easier to deal with some of the drugs that help prevent people from dying from these overdoses, to make those more readily available to emts and the like but you would actually be governing in that sense you would use the tools of government and the executive branch and the legislative branch to address it as opposed to coming off the golf course between uh a few rounds putting out a white paper that says opioids are bad, must do something, and going about your day. Like they're not, they're all the, like they could actually do something here if they wanted to do it. I got very skeptical that this was gonna be a serious uh, effort when Trump put Kellyanne Conway on the opioid task force.
0: Yeah, man, what does she do all day?
4: Opioids.
0: (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I feel like maybe she's not understanding the task force. It's not—it's not a group of people asking their friends if they have any leftover Vicodin from their wisdom teeth. It sounds like a, it
2: sounds like a focus group or something. Yeah. Have you seen the commercial for the constipation that you get from opioids? I feel like there's it's no better. It test- seems like the worst acting job you could possibly get is, the, <laughs> is to be the oh you're the opiates constipated guy. It's um Movantik. <laughs> All right, but it seems like you've maybe followed up. The, uh,
0: <laughs> but uh, that a drug to take to help you relieve your drug-caused constipation, like, all right, well, there's a sense of hopelessness pervading the country. The economy is changing. The jobs aren't where they used to be. Millions are turning to drugs. Those drugs, in turn, are wrecking people's lives and whole communities, causing crime and dislocation and misery for tens of millions of people. One of the side effects of taking those drugs is constipation. What should we do?
2: we developed a drug for that. <laughs> but it's, isn't it amazing that there's not only so many people addicted to opioids, but so many people who have constipation where they have like, a commercial that runs on national TV? for Right. You,
0: you, it's, not, it's not as niche as you'd want it to be. Right. Right, it's worth buying the ad space. Next topic. This one's fun. Guys, we're going to get to a fun one now. This one's not depressing at all. This is Donald Trump turning on Mitch McConnell. Uh <laughs> This is the treat. This is the one I was excited about. So Mitch McConnell said this. The president and others have set these early timelines about things, that things need to be done by a certain point. Our new president, of course, has not been in this line of work before, and I think he had excessive expectations about how quickly things happen in the democratic process. Shot across the bow. <laughs> Trump, who typically doesn't, res- doesn't respond to everything, to every- swing at every pitch, said... Can you believe that Mitch McConnell, who had screamed repeal and replace for seven years, couldn't get it done, must repeal and replace Obamacare? Mitch, get back to work and put repeal and replace, tax reform and cuts, and a great infrastructure bill on my desk for signing. And this is the best part it's so patronizing. You can do it. <laughs> now, it is so rare that we have an opportunity to say this. Trump's right. Trump is 100% right these fuckers had 7 years they repealed Obamacare how many times how many times were we were there? 62? at least 62 times and then when the intramural period was over and it was league play I went down a wrong path uh, they couldn't get it done they couldn't pitch fastballs uh, Dan what is stupider Donald Trump picking a fight with Kim Jong-un or Donald Trump picking a fight with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> can they both be right? They can both be right. Which is, which, which is going to hurt him more? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Probably picking a fight with Mitch McConnell.
0: Can you see any strategy, any reason that Donald Trump would take this moment to fight with the Senate majority leader, one of the few people who can consider himself an ally in Washington?
4: I guess there are two ways to look at this. There is the way where you believe Trump has an agenda, a very specific view of where the country should go, and he would like to enact that agenda. In that sense, picking up by Mitch McConnell would be a very bad idea, because he's the only one who can help him do that. Then there's, there's if you were to believe that Donald Trump is capable of the sort of strategic thought, you would say, there is a world where he decides he wants to get reelected, doesn't care anything else that happens, and in that world, running against Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan and sort of doing the old Clinton-esque triangulation is actually a pretty good political strategy because Donald Trump is super unpopular, very unpopular. Mitch McConnell, more unpopular than Trump. It's the first person Trump's ever fought with, including <laughs> Kim Jong-un, who has lower approval ratings than him. Well, there was a, <laughs> Fox News put out this great poll, and they, they framed it as
0: this. Donald Trump eighteen points more popular than the Republican Congress, which is amazing because the Republican Congress is at twenty. So it's like, yeah, okay, you're definitely doing better than twenty. Still not very good. Um, Todd. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I have found that comics have a very like, Donald Trump in many ways treats being president like he's.
2: At a roast, he didn't prepare for. Was <laughs> that a valid thing that I'm not prepared for this podcast?
0: <laughs> Todd, that was defensive. I love <laughs> that, was, that you're here. I love every word you defensive. said. That was defensive. I apologize. And do- Donald Trump, kind of roasting Mitch McConnell. Like, what do you see when you see Donald Trump doing this? What is your take on him as a performer?
2: I actually, before he, he got as bad as he, he, used to be just sort of like, oh, he's a jackass, but he is what he is and then you saw how ugly he got but he he, he has he's kind of he can be funny he's funny i hate to say uh, it no we again. have
0: to, i think it's important when he still important.
2: called jeb bush jeb, during the debate jeb bush said somebody goes you're just trying not to be low energy i thought that was really funny
0: <laughs> also these aren't these are they're not send, like when he says this thing about they're not going to become local milk people it's insane but it's funny, right? <laughs> you know, it's 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 impossible to put it aside, right? I don't. It's you can't put aside the racism. You can't put it aside that he's the worst person ever to inhabit the office. But it is important, I think, politically, not to forget that he's charming, that he uh, is. No. no, you don't think he's no, Natalie. I'm interested in this. So you don't think that Donald Trump is charming? No. You don't. Uh, obviously. Okay, let me stop waving waving your hand. There's no Q and A yet. It's a fifth time you've waved your hand. I see you. What do you What do you think's gonna happen? You think I'm gonna stop the show and come to you? We're gonna talk later.
4: I promise. Do you know who that person is? You're Mitch McConnell.
3: <laughs> I think Donald Trump to me is like um, like if you know when a person talks too much and they're stuck talking to you and they don't know how to stop and they haven't drank water and then the like white gunk forms on the side of their mouth. That's like Donald Trump is a human version of that to me like guess, that that's what he that same feeling of looking at that is what i think when i when i look at Donald Trump so like no that's not charming in any way he's funny because he's an ape but not because he <laughs> I guess like you I,
0: no no i hear you i just let me choose my words slightly better
3: charming yes i no. don't
0: find him charming but he has charisma he has a charm He has an appeal to people. Appeal, yes,
3: to certain people.
0: But I guess it's impossible, obviously it's impossible to separate its worst traits. But this is something, so Maggie Haberman gave this interview that I've talked about before, but she's on the Long Form Podcast, which is great, but she talks about the fact that she likes going into the Oval to talk to him because before and after they kibitz and they chat and that he he is charismatic, he's funny, he's engaging, he's not really, you know, it's not real, but he is there. He has a he has incredible stage presence. You don't think so. No. Are you sure you don't But like, you no, don't No,
3: he's a guy. Have you never been around a person who is constantly teetering at every millisecond between thinking they're the coolest best person in the room and terrified that they're not? And like that is not
0: Uh, uh, end of show. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we're just gonna shut this hall down. Yeah, that's just (laughs) we're not doing this anymore. I
3: (laughs) I I don't think people like that are charming, no matter how good looking they are. Not that Donald Trump is good looking, but like I've met very good looking people that are in in my field of work. I meet very good looking people that have that sort of similar trait. So it doesn't matter if they're like (laughs) who. It doesn't matter if they are, you know. Even well-spoken, which he's not. Like, he doesn't have any of those traits, and he's, a, like, a, uh, ugh. So I, don't, I just, okay. yeah. Also, a funny thing about the Mitch McConnell thing, just to bring it Please. full circle, is that I find, I mean, if I do find anything funny, it's the fact that he told Mitch to get back to work while he's on vacation. <laughs> That's so funny. But not that he's funny. It's just funny that he did that. That's all.
0: So I think we're on the fence. I think we're all on the fence about Donald Trump Um, I guess, I mean Dan it it seems like he's running for re-election already I mean that seems like what he's doing he's not paying attention to governing he's no interest in governing it's all just waiting for his chance to get back on the trail
4: and I don't even know that he has come to the conclusion he hasn't figured out in his own mind that running for re-election means he has to be president for another four years Like, I'm not sure he's thought that fully through he just wants the win he just wants the love. Like it is, you know, we've talked about this before, but the bottomless well of emotional neediness and insecurity, and the only place he can find that is out on the rally trail, you know, where he'll get 10,000, 20,000 people will show up to see him. And it's not part of any strategy. It's part of a strategy of the White House staff to manage his emotions, much like, you know, we read this week that someone's job it is in the White House to, twice a day, print out all the positive articles about Trump, including pictures of him where he looks powerful, Put it in a manila folder and hand it to him so that he feels better about himself.
0: Honestly, yeah. As crazy as this sounds, that must continue. <laughs> it's so important that that person—that is one of the most important people on planet Earth. Like, if that person gets sick, who knows what will happen. <laughs>
4: It's a modern strategy for nuclear deterrence.
0: Yeah, no, literally, that person is single-handedly preventing. That junior weirdo, that that son of some donor who's the worst, like, you know, whatever, Jeb Mercer, whatever,
2: (laughs) that person is so important. What is in that file? Is it just like... I love Donald Trump tweets from someone randomly, or I think it's tweets.
0: I think it's it's the uh, like Breitbart articles. It's the it's the internet's worst garbage. Yeah. It's like talking about trying to find a needle in a haystack these yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> even, even Breitbart has not been totally sure what to make of Donald Trump's fight with Mitch McConnell. Yeah. It's like does not. It's like it's like playing tic tac toe at the end of war games. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, okay, stop. Hey, don't
2: go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
0: Love It or Leave It is brought to you by WikiHole on Wondery. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? What was in Al Capone's vault? Or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia, but that's okay because you can learn all about it on the new podcast, WikiHole from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carton and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. We Love Darcy.
2: Love Darcy.
0: And if you listen to Wikihole, you learn that is the science-y term for eardrum. Wikihole is a hyperlink roller coaster starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link, careening through trivia oddities and unexpected connections until everyone wonders how the hell did we get here. Follow Wikihole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Wikihole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, would you take a nap, would you read a book, would you show up for a friend? I mean, or maybe I'd hang out with a friend. I don't know if I would
2: show
3: up for a friend.
0: Well, okay, good to know. Good to know. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. Yeah, we do. But at the same time, then you check your screen time on your phone, and it's always like Ooh. six hours a day. Mm. I feel there's a lot of people running around playing busy. You know? Yeah. If you're on your phone for six hours, you could be less busy. You could be just less just put busy. your phone down. I'm a, I'm a guilty as anybody. That's what therapy's for. It help figure out these
2: problems. <laughs> put down your phone for an hour during therapy.
0: Yeah, you can't be on your phone during therapy. They hate it. <laughs> but they can't stop you. It's your hour. Anyway, the point is, everybody needs therapy. I need it. John needs it. Anyone else? Anybody else? <laughs> no, that's it. Just that's the two it. of us Just need it. Just the two of us. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot love it.
4: And we're back! Now,
0: <laughs> now for a segment called OK Stop, which is definitely the right order this time. This week on OK Stop, uh, we have a video of Friend of the Pod, Sebastian Gorka. So this is obviously, if there's, there was a, a, an attack on a mosque that didn't get reported anywhere, that didn't really get talked about. Uh, Donald Trump still hasn't tweeted about it You know, we all know why And uh, Donald Trump's senior advisor For doing nothing all day And then going on television and saying in- insane things Sebastian Gorka Went on television to defend the president uh, So here's how OK Stop works We watch a clip And as we go, we say OK Stop And we stop to talk about it That's it.
3: And then we proceed to play more of it? Yeah, we
2: keep playing it
0: we just it's, it's, it's like instant replay Where you at, Todd?
2: Do we say okay stop or do you say okay stop?
0: You can say it, I can say it, the only people who can't say it are them.
2: What if I'm scared to say it? Like right you now I'm scared. You don't be
0: scared. If you have something to say, okay. you say it. Let's roll the clip.
5: But sir, the president commented on an attack that took place in London just a couple months ago before we had additional information confirming exactly what happened.
1: Well, sometimes an attack is unequivocally clear for what it is. When somebody shouts ala wakbar as they're okay, stabbing so the, a police.
3: Does he have an accent?
0: Uh, He does. He does. I believe he is Hungarian. Yes.
3: It was like a real British. Okay, sorry. We can continue. Just wanted to check that out.
0: It's uh, technically, I think, uh, Eastern European fascist. That's the accent. Got it. You sure he's not a sommelier?
2: (laughs) He is not a sommelier. (laughs) But he does look like one. Yeah. Solid laugh. Solid laugh.
1: Uh, it's pretty clear it's not a case of the mafia robbing a bank. Wouldn't you say so?
4: So you think that somebody throwing a bomb into the window of a mosque, it could be something else. It could be, it's,
1: it's fuzzy ground as to the what might be. The question of who does it is a question. When you've had people fake hate crimes in the last six months with some okay, regularity. Stop.
4: Do we really believe that one of the biggest problems Plague America is fake hate crimes? <laughs> thats And I would argue <laughs> that fake hate crimes... Still hate crimes. Definitely still a crime. <laughs> <laughs> not great. No. Not a reason Does it doesn't ju- matter what your intention was. <laughs> <laughs> you did
3: the hate crime.
0: Right, you can't ironically hate crime. No. But isn't he? T-
3: leftist person would fight for the rights of Muslims and be like, mm, you know what? It's not happening enough. Muslims getting bombed. Let's go bomb a mosque and show them it's a real problem. It's not great. It's, it is, no.
2: Never mind. No, say it. <laughs> Are the fake hate crimes where someone, is he saying someone pretends to be a victim of a hate crime? Is that Yeah, what?
0: he's saying to get attention or to say that there's more Islamophobia than there is, somebody would attack their own mosque or create a fake scandal.
3: Oh, I was thinking that it was like yeah. some hip, hippie leftist who was like, oh, the Muslims are not getting enough attention. I think it. I
0: think that's part of it. I think it could be either. Look, bomb
3: myself or some.
0: I don't want to claim to know exactly the exact way in which Sebastian Gorka is being stupid.
4: Got it. I. will give you a hint. I think, which is there's a very clear equation for the Trump administration. If the attacker is Muslim, Trump tweets. If the victim is Muslim, it could be a fake hate crime.
3: Right. Right. Got it.
1: I think it's wise, don't you, to find out what exactly is going on before you make statements when, in fact...
2: I just wonder why they went to, like, a wide shot on him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Uh, that was a split... They had a nice split-screen thing happening.
0: I think that, basically, cable news treats its viewers like uh, adult uh, kittens, and, and what they're trying to do is keep their attention. And so they rocket through shots, like, faster than any other medium because they're trying to create visual... Momentum and interest on the screen when what they're actually doing all day is having uh, mediocre-looking people argue about bullshit?
2: Wow. I feel guilty because it wasn't a real question. I was just talking around.
3: <laughs> you answered it really well. That's a good answer. But just a quick, quick sidebar while we're paused here. Doesn't that look like it's like like that White House sign is just like kind of taped on with like a... <laughs> Like, it, doesn't it look like not legit? Like, it's all so, going to like fall. So, in, Natalie, in the I'm glad
0: you raised that because I've had a bee in my bonnet about this White House briefing room design because it actually is second term Bush administration, I believe, or maybe first term, but it was a redo of the Bush administration during uh, George W. Bush's presidency, and it is so tacky and ugly. They took out it was classic, there was a blue curtain it was a simple, elegant, remember the American president? had that. Meh. It looked nice it looked nice, it was clean and simple and timeless and then somebody that looked like they did like the interior at like Uber came in and like said like, uh, what we really want is like a three dimensional white house and some weird fake columns and a blue thing and a fake column and it's bullshit. But again bigger fish to fry. I'm yeah. not I don't focus on it.
3: It was just a sidebar
2: no, I think it's the most
1: important issue facing us today. <laughs> Could turn what, out to be not sir, who you are expecting.
5: You, you don't have to make a statement about who did it, but you can make a public statement denouncing how terrible it would be to attack a, a building of worship.
1: That's fine, and I'm sure the president will do that.
5: And why, why do, you do you think okay, he stop, has just,
0: an He did not. He has not, did not. Did not, would not.
5: It's not like in the last 48 hours the president hasn't tweeted. He's tweeted about his base, he's tweeted about uh, a U.S. Senator, he's tweeted about the failing New York Times and he's made no mention of that mosque. He's also made no mention of the three fallen uh, marines who lost their lives off the coast of Australia.
1: I'm not going to give social media advice to a man who basically won the election in large part thanks to his understanding of social media and to destroy the fake news industrial okay, complex his Steph- predict.
3: I just want to talk body language. <laughs> do you know, do you, do you see him like rolling from his heels to his toes and back, back and forth? That is like a classic lying thing. It's a, it's a, it really is. It's just like any kind of movement to sort of distract yourself from the fact that you're lying is a, is, is a thing.
1: It's about who would win the last election. So just hold your horses, count to ten, and the president will do what he deems fit.
0: <sighs> just on the Sebastian Gorka thing. <laughs> hold your horses, count to ten, the president will do what he deems fit. Is there anything less satisfying than hearing that as what you should be doing about Donald Trump? Count to 10 and hold your horses. The president will do what he deems fit.
3: That's the, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's the whole problem. Also, just one other note. I feel like that anchor said failing New York Times without uh, rhetorically putting it in quotes.
2: She just said it.
0: And it was a little bit like, ah, it's working. Uh, (laughs) Trump's won the branding war. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I love the failing New York Times. That's where everyone knows it at. That's where I read about Crooked Hillary, Low
4: Energy Jeb, in the failing New York Times. When we come back, (laughs) (laughs) too stupid to be true. All right.
1: Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way.
0: Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. The experts at fast growing trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations and needs available 24 seven. You can talk to a plant expert about your soil type landscape designs and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why fast growing trees is perfect for me, because it makes it so easy. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LOVEIT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LOVEIT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LOVEIT. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply.
6: Disney
3: Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series.
0: Now for a segment we call Too Stupid to be True. Here's how it works. We are going to have, we're going to read four statements. Three of them will be real. One of them will be fake. This week is a special immigration edition of Too Stupid to be True. August 15th marks five years since DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, was first put in place under Obama. It has given 800,000 immigrant young people legal protection. These are people called dreamers. They came to the US as children. by no fault of their own. They, they, some of them came here before they could speak. America's the only country they've ever known. Sometimes they find out when they graduate high school that they can't go to college because they're undocumented immigrants. Uh, these are people who never knew their home country and their, their, the country their parents were from, and now a, a lot of times they're being deported or threatened with deportation. DACA is currently under threat in Congress. They've threatened to take it away as early as September. Uh, Donald Trump himself has said it's a very difficult issue for him, but of course, At every turn, he has given into the sort of Bannonite wing on immigration, including this proposal he just embraced by Tom Cotton to reduce legal immigration by 50%. Uh, So we wanted to do a kind of different version of Too Stupid to be True. So under your chair, guys, you each have a statement, and I have one too. Uh, Three of these are actual quotes about people trying to criticize uh, allowing Dreamers to stay, and one of them is one that I made up. We have some mics in the house. Does anybody want to play Too Stupid to be True? Um, can you, you know what? You'd pick, but they have to have a friend of the pod, a repeal and go fuck yourself shirt. Hi, what's your name?
5: Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I, I also, I brought you chicken and waffles. I tweeted you earlier. If I, you're going to say something snarky about it, but it's for my booth, so if you want it later. Oh, you're you're the, the one that tweeted at us. Yeah. See?
0: Wait, you know what, Dan? Here's the thing. I don't think so. I think that's another booth that also tweeted. Are oh, no, you? no, no, two, no, 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 no.
5: That was, There was no. a booth, two doors next to me, and they were like friend of the pod. I tweeted at them, and I was like, I'm going to tweet too.
0: So you're the waffles people, but there's also the barbecue people. Yeah, they're really good. Compete today. for our affections.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they didn't show up, so. But so, you, have ah. you have to go there later.
0: It's so, nice. Sarah. Yes. Uh, you know how the game works. Mm-hmm. We are going to read you these quotes, and you're going to have to choose which one is fake. Natalie, kick us off.
3: I talked to a retired FBI agent who said that one of the things they were looking at were terrorist cells overseas who had figured out how to game our system. And it appeared that they would have young women who became pregnant, would get them into the United States to have a baby, and then they would turn back where they could be raised and coddled as future terrorists.
4: Can you believe that someone may or may not have said that? <laughs> Dan, you're up. All right. It's our right as a sovereign nation to choose immigrants that we think are the likeliest to thrive and flourish and love us. Hmm. That one feels real.
2: (laughs) Todd, you're up. For every valedictorian dreamer who's been brought to this country by his or her family, there's another hundred out there who they weigh 130 pounds and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. (laughs) Those people would be legalized with the same act. I think this game's over. (laughs) (laughs) One
0: final, one final clue. You know what, Sarah? I was going to check where your head's at, but I can see you're working over it, and I trust you.
2: Okay.
0: One last one to choose. The only people allowed to come across our borders and live in this great, great country are people who must speak English. My relatives came here, and they did not speak English, but we are a digital culture now. Facebook. (laughs) Sarah? Sarah? Oh. I want to remind you that you are currently playing for a three-month subscription to Blue Bottle Coffee. Oh.
5: Okay. Um, my coffee addiction strong right now, so. Okay. Um,
0: Where's so, do you need to be reminded of the y- clues?
5: No, 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 no. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> more I don't know if you're tricking me or not, or do we stop with the tricking altogether?
0: So, that's a great question. Some of you might remember that I used to just have them all be real. But I promise, we stop doing that because you can't lie to people every single day unless you're the president.
5: Okay, I know that the Todd Berry one's true.
0: You know that that one's true. That one's
5: true. I love it. I think that yours is not true.
0: I- you've, you've won too stupid to be true. <laughs> Sarah, congratulations. Yet another winner here at Love It or Leave It. We are, Dan and I are going to eat chicken waffles. Natalie and Todd, hopefully they will join.
3: I don't eat chicken, but thanks.
0: Oh, no, you have it with you now? It's a podcast. We're not going to chew through the show. But Sarah, we're going to touch base regarding waffles after. Okay? You listen to the... I'm going to get the waffles. Oh, and before we go to break, there is something you can do. This is important. On August 15th, you can join in the National Day of Action with young immigrants in your community. So visit... Defenddaca.com, defend defend d-a-c-a.com to find an event near you it's going to be a day of action on this issue it's really important so you can participate that's it that's too stupid to be true yeah. guys when we come back the rant wheel hey don't
2: go anywhere there's more of love it or leave it coming up
6: in a fast-paced world every day brings new challenges and new opportunities
0: Now, for the Rant Wheel, you know how it works. We spin the wheel, we rant about the topics on which it lands. The wheel is digital and fake, but I don't know where it's going to land, and I have to keep reminding people of that because I get accused, over and over again, of fraud. This week on the Rant Wheel, we have office thermostats. Selena Gomez, who recently agreed to be in a film with Woody Allen. Audience suggestion... Fidget spinners, that Google memo, Trump as golfer in chief, the city of San Francisco. I wouldn't root for that one, and <laughs> polls that say Republicans want to quote postpone 2020. Let's spin the wheel. Like
3: the voting in. Place? Like the voting. Okay. Like I was like the year. How did they do that? <laughs>
0: It has landed on Golfer and Chief, something we added to the wheel, because I know it's something that Dan Pfeiffer, uh, who, as I, I remind you, is 200 Scaramoochies in one person.
4: <laughs> Changing my Twitter bio immediately.
0: <laughs> so, Dan, uh, Donald Trump is golfing a great deal. Does this bother you? Does this, what, is this, what does this do for well, you?
4: Let me let me set, some, let's set the stage here. I don't golf. I think it's a really weird sport. But, as you may have heard... Barack Obama likes to golf periodically. His golfing got a wee amount of attention from Donald Trump who attacked him for it every time. But I personally can get over that. I don't give a flying fuck if Trump golfs. But what bothers me is he lies about it. He says, I'm going to a four-hour meeting at my golf club on a Saturday. But if you're going to lie about it, be smart about it because everyone then knows because whatever dilettante son of a donor he golfs with, post it on Instagram. So it's like, eat, golf, don't golf, lie, don't lie, just don't be so fucking incompetent about it. Also, by the way, uh, his meetings
0: at Bedminster get canceled when it rains. <laughs> As all important presidential meetings do. And, and one of the days where he was tweeting the most ferociously, it was because he was stuck at his golf club on a rainy day And I realized that what we needed was to send in the cat in the hat (laughs) to distract him.
3: (laughs) I'm surprised about... I'm surprised about him golfing that much because, like, I'm just surprised that he wants to go outside, you know? Like, I'm surprised that he wants to do any activity besides just, like, watch TV and eat. Uh, And, like like, I wonder if some, you know, like weird version of like Batman's Alfred has has rigged all the games at the golf course so they're like way easier for him like if the if the the you know if the golf ball that they use is specifically like you know because he can't be good at that he it be might
4: be putt putt we don't know it might be I mean he's
0: a cheater I mean there's just no way yeah. he's, there's no way That's that he's like saying. he's playing by you know the queen's rules no you know he's like he's kicking that ball out of the rough you know
2: I'm surprised he would lie about why wouldn't he just he says anything, so why wouldn't he go? Yeah, I'm playing golf for four hours now.
3: <laughs> because I think at this point he's uh, ha- played more golf in six months than Obama did right. in eight years, and he criticized him so much for it that I think he doesn't want to get told that. But yeah,
0: yeah. I gotta tell you, I really think part of it is he doesn't like the way he looks in his clothes but when he's don't. golfing. No, I'm serious. I think like so, suits. I think he likes. It. No, he <laughs> he likes how he looks. He likes how he looks in the suits. He has the long tie. Looks. He likes it. But the you know the big big jacket. But in a, in a golf shirt and a pair of pleated khaki pants, the full expanse of his form is there, uh, and he hates it. He's an old man who eats fast food five days a week, and, and he hates it.
3: He also, I mean, first of all, khaki pants, like, it's not gonna make your butt look good. I don't care who you are. But uh, so, in the, you know, but he also wears his pants like an like a artist's rendering of Humpty Dumpty, you know, where... It, the belt just goes directly across the belly in one like kind of like how Ken Bone wore his pants
1: you know I feel like he
3: did right? Uh, yeah.
0: the weirdest thing is when Trump's falls down yoke does come out <laughs> sort of hard to explain
3: <sighs>
0: that was just bad it wasn't gross
3: it's gross <laughs> somebody
0: shouted leave it in <laughs> let's spin the wheel again
4: know these people follow you on instagram let's talk about san francisco
0: (laughs) do you hate new york's delicious restaurants but do you love new york's prices i've got this city for you do you think la would be better if it was colder and uphill i've got this place called san francisco
4: they've got one runway left and it's fogged out Do I need to step in here as a new San Francisco resident? Let's talk about LA. Seems nice. Weather seems good. Seems like a nice place to live. If you love traffic. If you're an investor in a spray tan business. If you're a Kardashian. Or want to be a
0: Kardashian. Oh, Dan, is the uh, public transit in San Francisco, is it really up to snuff? Are people having a good time on the BART? Oh,
2: my God. Are you... Are are you putting on a show for me? I expected this to be a real upbeat category. This is like the ugliest infighting I've seen. I don't know what's going on with the bar. I saw some stories that there was trouble.
0: (laughs) Not as bad as New York subways. Look, we can all be glad that we're not dealing with the New York subways. L.A., San Francisco, at least it's not New York.
2: Why are you giving chip to New York, man? That's where I live. Subways are amazing there. Uh, they're not working very well. What's going on? They're breaking down. The whole I take helicopters off. everywhere, so I don't.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, New York—the helicopter lifestyle is fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty
2: easy, pretty good. A surprising amount of helipads on buildings.
0: Uh, do you have to call in advance, or is it kind of a gentleman's thing where you can just use a helipad that you see?
2: Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> what about the hospital? You know what? Let's spin it again. <laughs> So it has landed on postponing 2020. And I put this here because there was a poll that came out this week. I think Dan and John, you guys talked about it briefly on Thursday's episode of Pod Save America that said, oh, Republicans are opening to delaying the 2020 election if whatever, there's some reason that the Trump administration gives. And it was seen as this incredibly controversial thing. Look at these people. They're willing to support some kind of a junta. But... um, I'll tell you, I am sick of polls like this, and I'm sick of questions like this, and I'm sick of us pretending that the way news operates isn't affecting the way that people answer questions in polls. People are not operating in a vacuum. If we have, if all of our news treats people like they're pundits too, that they're just either either in the arena fighting for their candidate or analysts themselves, but not citizens trying to adjudicate something for the outside. When a when a person calls and says, Would you support Trump if he did X, Y, or Z? People are not answering that question legitimately. They're not it's not just that People are in a bubble of news that they agree with and so they believe crazy things. They're also aware that it's now their job, it's all of our jobs as sort of public-facing spokespeople for whatever political views we have to not just say what we think, but say what we think will be helpful to our side even when we're called in a poll. So anyway, all I think these po- like dem- there are Democratic polling firms that do this, there are Republican polling firms that do this, that develop questions designed to make Democrats and Republicans both look like lunatics, and I think it's... uh, I don't like it.
3: It's just to, like, get in the news. Yeah, it's
0: it's get in the news, but also it's just ignoring the... Like, it's all these news... CNN, MSNBC, all these pollsters, all these sort of political entities, they don't want to recognize the effect they have on the people they're reporting on. It's like, it's like the uncertainty principle. Like They are changing people when they ask them these questions. It's not just that the question leads them to an answer, it's that people don't say what they think. They, think what, they say what they
4: think they're supposed to say, and it's really destructive, and that's it. I don't know. I'm going to agree with you here. Oh, good. Just because. Just uh, but polling is generally stupid, and media polling is very stupid. And like your point about people answering the question not by what they believe, but what they believe they should believe based on who they are and who they like, is for a long prior to the election, the economic approval rating and the the people's view of the economy, is it a positive economy, a negative economy, was in the fifties, and it was driven almost entirely by Democrats who, like Barack Obama, who even if they weren't doing well in the economy, said it's it's going well the first one done after the election almost the exact same number but the republicans and democrats flipped so they thought the economy was going shitty and then one week later because trump won they thought it was better and so we learn nothing from this it, but it, what it really boils down to is public opinion version of clickbait like what is the what is the poll question that's going to get tweeted the most yeah and i and i just i think that's right and i
0: just, i do think there's this larger cultural problem we are not grappling with is which is just how Twisted political culture has made the way People talk about politics in their own lives And talk about it even amongst themselves And uh, that's it We're a nation of pundits We're a nation of pundits and it's terrible I want to thank our awesome panel Natalie Morales, Dan Pfeiffer Todd Barry Thanks guys Dan and I are going to stick around And take some Pod Save America Q&A For a few minutes But I want to thank Todd and Natalie for coming Todd thank Thank you. you Guys, give it up for Todd and
1: Natalie. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way.
6: In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chev and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.
4: I am still plagued with Bernie, Bo- Bernie Bro, friends, and family in my life that refuse to concede that Hillary would not have been better. How do we bring these people back to reality?
0: So that's a great question. I think that that fight between Bernie bros and Hillary people is not productive. I do think though, look, I think the answer is they're right and people that support Hillary are right. The Bernie people have a really important point to make about the future of the Democratic Party. Bernie's argument about what was happening in the economy, about the fact that the Democratic Party needed to change in a much bigger way, was correct. and the Democrats had to lose this election to realize just how far into the wilderness we were about to go. So I think they should be listened to on that front. At the same time, I think the notion that Bernie is the perfect vessel for the future of the Democratic Party or that the far left of the party has all the answers just because the center left has failed so spectacularly isn't true either. I think the answer is going to come out of a vigorous but intellectually honest and patient and generous debate between the center left and the left of the Democratic Party. And it's a conversation that will continue. But from healthcare to taking on monopolies to the to the minimum wage all these issues you see that fight taking place you see the democratic party changing and moving to maybe moving a little bit more left but also moving just towards more simple and elegant solutions that actually will be more than just you know confusing tax credits and weird metrics that that re- that people don't understand and don't see as a benefit in their lives so i think the best way out of that kind of endless argument is to say you're right, we're right, we're on the same team, and it's not a fight, it's a discussion,
4: and that discussion never
0: ends. No one ever wins it. You can't win the fight, that's all.
4: I think the, the one thing I would add to that is we have very serious, we have, there's a very serious important discussion and debate to have around policy choices, and a very serious and important discussion around political strategy. It's, it's on the Bernie side, it's on the Hillary side, it's the middle, and the question, we should have that debate, but we should be able to have that debate without questioning people's motivations and morals in this, right? And this happens on both sides. And I see it on Twitter, which is where I get all my information all the time. It's Hillary people attacking Bernie Sanders for like, why isn't he a Democrat? Why did you know this and that and then Bernie people doing the same thing? We should get past that. Let's just go beat some Republicans in twenty eighteen and then let's have this battle discussion in twenty twenty. I think that's good. I think we have to leave it there, guys. I'm really sorry.
0: Jeff, Oh, Jeff Flake's book? Yes. Man, you know what? Jeff Flake should have read his fucking book before he voted to confirm every Donald Trump judge, before he didn't do a fucking thing to stop Donald Trump. Jeff Flake, oh, he suddenly has a, a moral outrage. Though I can't think of anything less useful for the country and less politically valuable for him than to go on a tirade against Donald Trump in a book and then do absolutely nothing about it. We gotta take that seat from Jeff Flake. I agree with that. We got to leave it there guys. I'm really sorry. Thank you guys for coming right. Bye, out. Everyone, it was really fun. We got to leave. It's over. It's over.